to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Kevin's eating My food. sound effect is that I have food in my mouth. <laughs> you literally, you're like, are you ready to record? I'm like, yeah. And then you took a giant bite out of your fluffy biscuit choco pie. Brought to you by Kristen Madrigal. Yes. Gave me a box of fluffy biscuit choco pies. Is I've never heard of them before. They're good. Oh, by o- Orion. I've never even heard of that brand. Yeah. But let me tell you this. The packaging looks appealing. And every single word in the title of the food Great. is appealing. I think this is some Korean market stuff. The, you know what? That's you're right. Uh-huh. It's got to be because they they love to do. They love to just take like a few appealing English language words and just jam them all together. Yeah. Like there's a place in Koreatown um, called Jollibee. <laughs> it's got this like this weird mascot that's like a combination of like a fucking like a, a mouse and like the state puff marshmallow man it's the weirdest thing and they have like just weird ass foods but like they'll have sandwiches called like crispy chicken yum joy which is good and you're like yeah all those things are great maybe mm-hmm. i'll go in there yeah and then they serve shit like uh spaghetti with chopped up pieces of hot dogs instead of meatballs and that then you're like great really yeah it's because you're not eating meat and it also sounds i love i love chopped up hot dog and things even on like spaghetti yeah bro now, that's some real white trash shit. I it love actually it. totally is. Yeah. So salty. Basically, it's just the saltiest thing ever. Well, real, pure white trash. You take salt and then salt. No, you spaghetti noodles. <laughs> you get spaghetti noodles. No marinara sauce. You're just talking spaghetti noodles, butter, Parmesan cheese, cut up hot dog. That is okay. some like mom on a Wednesday forgot to go to the market. This is what's in the house. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, so no sauce. No. I can't imagine eating pasta. I guess the butter, the butter make the butter would be the sauce. Kids, I noticed that a lot of kids when they were young. My sisters were like this too, where they didn't like spaghetti sauce. So it was a lot of like it was just Parmesan cheese and butter, because they're like ew tomatoes. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Vegetable. Which it's not like it tasted bad at all. Right, it was good, but like that's some real white trash shit. For some reason, I can't imagine it being good at that place. Because I, I don't bet think they you it do is. it. I don't think they do it like white trash. I think they would just try and copy a. A good American, you know, spaghetti recipe, and then fuck it up. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we're going, so we'll figure it. Yeah, out. Yeah, we are definitely <laughs> going to do that at some point now. Yeah, because I drive by it so much, and I, I, I just, I'm, I'm afraid to go in there because nah, I'm like, well, when afraid. I eat it, my stomach will explode. So then we'll die happy. That's true. Yeah. Rest in peace, Kevin Christie and Nick Yusef. This week, laying we, in a Jollibee. This week, we <laughs> finally did what we said we were going to do. We went to the Rose Bowl swap meet. Yeah. We timed out our want to go with the mm-hmm. whatever first Sunday of the month is. Second, first or no, second Sunday of ever. That's why we haven't been going because it happens <laughs> once a goddamn month. Yeah, we went to the Rose Bowl swap meet, which is massive. Oh yeah. Uh, so we talk about swap meets, we talk about consumerism, buying shit, what we buy, what we should buy, what we may stop buying. Yeah. It's funny because we, our intention before we went was like, yeah, we're totally going to go and we're going to like talk to, you know, we're going to tell people like how to go to a swap meet, what to yeah. look out for, here's all the cool shit. And we did that and then it just turned into a whole nother Got real dark. podcast. Yeah, we started realizing like <laughs> we are tethered to these... <laughs> Weird <laughs> obsessions with yeah. denim and vintage yeah. shit. Yeah. And we started to question whether we're wasting <laughs> our fucking time with it. Yeah, it really gets into us d- figuring out the ways in which we've wasted our lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, where, where a cool hobby became an obsession and then became a waste of time. At yeah. least we think. So, yeah. 
You know, let us know what you guys think. It's a long one, so buckle up. Yeah, definitely strap in. Yeah. You know what? Just listen to it when you go to a swap meet because you're going to have time. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. Right? Yeah. And then they don't buy anything by the end because like, this guy's right. No, but you get to you get to know us pretty well in this uh-huh. one. In a way that's sort of sad. Yeah, I, uh, I, I I thought it was it was an interesting episode for us because even during it, we're like, where did we go with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, um, are guys, you are you anywhere this next couple weeks? I'll be at the comedy store, I think. Okay, so go to their website, guys. Okay, I am uh, I'm in in La Jolla, California, at the comedy store. Um, with I don't know who yet. <laughs> They're still putting together the lineup, so yeah. uh, it should be a good one if you're in town during the holidays down there. Um, a few people that went to our American Comedy Company show asked when I was coming back. So, oh cool! If you're one of those people, uh, this is a reminder: yeah. <laughs> be, be at that show. That's the, I believe, the 27th and 28th of December. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, Friday and Saturday nights, two shows each night. So um, yeah, come to that. And then I'm uh, I'm in Tempe at the Tempe Improv Great Club for New Year's Eve. Great club with Bobby Lee. Love the guy who runs it. Yeah, I've not I haven't done that one. He yet. is a great dude. Everyone You're gonna loves have a that great room? time. I hope so. That is a great room. Yeah, I, everyone says that. Yep. So those are seven Joel. p.m. Joel. Okay. Joel's a great guy. Seven p.m. and ten p.m. shows New Year's Eve Tempe Improv. Um, all right. That being said, enjoy this episode that we are titling. Swap beat. Swap beat. Listen to you on All Things Comedy, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, and SoundCloud. Love you. <laughs> Fighting for the lost comes. There's a place where you are going. So by, um, by swap meet accounts, we got there late today. Oh, no. We got there at the sucker time. Yeah, yeah. Which we was... were not. We were novices. We were more spectator. That we got there at spectator time. Yeah, like bullshit time, which was eleven a.m. We got there at eleven a.m. And a lot of people think that that is early. Who? Just people that don't go to swap meets. Losers. That, that's like okay <laughs> for the Melrose swap meet eleven a.m. because yeah. it's like in West Hollywood. I don't even think it opens till like nine. Oh wow! But like by Rose Bowl swap meet standards, eleven a.m. It's done. It's over. Y'all, I mean, we're like getting the good stuff is over. Yeah, the good stuff is gone. And it's so busy by then. The stylists are gone. Yeah. The stylists, the buyers, the people that own vintage shops are done. Yeah, they're on, they're, they're, they're packing up their cars when you're getting in there. Yeah. They're, like they're, suitcases full they're of They're done. They've bought, they've bought their month's supply for their store and they're gone. Yeah. What's left is regular people who are just looking for something for the house, maybe looking for a shirt. Or just something to do on a Sunday. I've heard yeah. this is fun. Let's yeah. go do that. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm exhausted. I'm so, I'm so tired. Oh, right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're, yeah, we're actually recording this right after leaving. I feel much. like I made the wrong shoe choice. Which oh, yeah, we both wore boots. Well, you know what? I realized there's a lot of cool people there, and I wanted to look cool. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> there's girls there. Like, I was like, I can't go there looking like a chump. Right. So There's, I wore boots, which was a mistake. Yeah, old people show up in like pajamas, yeah, and just comfortable shit. Like it's also kind of cold, so I, you know, yeah, we weren't the only ones that were wearing inappropriate. Like there were girls in like dresses and high heels, and then dudes dressed like you know, yeah, like they were going to work in like on the set of Mad Men. Yeah, I, there was. Something. Did you see the same guy? There was a guy in like a full suit and hat. 
Yeah. Yeah, I saw there were a couple of those guys. Yeah. No, people yeah, there's a there's a definite costume aspect to that swap meet where people get like costumed up. Yeah, so many Hollywood like people from Hollywood, you know. Well, I think up. also those people are like actual stylists and own their own stores, so they have a very specific fashion sense that's even more focused than you or I even come close to. Right. You know, like their version of authentic 1950 they go to 40s so they're not wearing like narrow they're not looking for like narrow jeans they're looking for huge wide ones that you roll high like it's very specific yeah it's that thing so there's a lot of that people that are so so fashion you're like whoa that looks like an unfun lifestyle like, <laughs> yeah not in a lot of fun over there like you're in pain because yeah, of what you're wearing super serious and uncomfortable looking yeah and it doesn't fit in anywhere you can no. never like <laughs> you can never hide in a crowd. Nope. Yeah, it's always like, what about that? It's that rockabilly guy. That's the guy that bumped Not into even you. rockabilly. That's it's a way more specific. It's like nineteen forties railroad employee. You know, like so specific. Which is so weird. It's like that's even beyond throwback. It's it's a fucking costume. Yeah, it is a you costume. Know? So I mean I guess if you have the lifestyle to where that's okay. Then, then no. I mean, if you work in fashion, I guess that's cool. Yeah, then you look normal. I always there was a blog I used to go to, like a Tumblr, and it was like a. They always took pictures of the people that worked at the Levi's place in San Francisco, like the design element, yeah. and the people that worked there look unbelievably cool. And it is that level of specificity where they they're going in uh, above and beyond normal American authentic looking shit. Like it's that. It's that like you look like guys are wearing full denim jumpers. Yeah. Like, you know, full on that shit with yeah. like the newsboy cap, the jumpers rolled up. There's a handkerchief around the neck. Like they go hard because that's their job. They're like an art director at Levi's or a designer at Levi's. It's just so it looks so weird when you see a guy like that just walking down the street. There's always one guy like that on like on every commercial I do who's like an advertising art director. Mm-hmm. He's like or a creative director and and they he just looks unbelievably cool and unbelievably specific. And that I think is like part of his job. He's like I know what's up. Yeah. Like I know what's cool, I know what's hip and you it's got to kind of show that you know what's cool. And at a flea market, those are the guys you follow that were gone before we got there and they're still there you gotta follow them around oh when i go there early like because i go like early is 7 a.m that's like not like like like, you know if you own a vintage store and you're a buyer that's still kind of late yeah no you gotta get there it opens i think i think rose bowl opens at five yeah there's like early bird there's early bird and then like you pay extra for Uh uh-huh it's like 20 bucks to get in regular early bird is 10 because the regular admission's eight and then i think the Super early bird or whatever they call it is like fifteen twenty. I don't know. Yeah, because you can like park closer and like the whole deal. Oh, is there better parking there? I mean, just by the fact that there aren't that many people, you just oh park yeah yeah way yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think they have yeah. like a preferred parking area and yeah. Um, but these guys, I went there once at like seven a.m. and it was just Japanese dudes. Yeah, that showed up in like clothing from the year three thousand and fifty. <laughs> where you're like, I've never even seen what you're wearing. I can't even describe it because there are no words for it. Yeah, I mean that's what we notice is is the Japanese people are r- kind of running the flea market. Yeah, in that they kind of set the prices because I think they they're looking for something so hyper specific uh-huh. uh, to resell. We believe. And so they're the ones like th- that. I think is the the strategy of a lot of the people selling at that flea market is to is the Japanese buyers. 
Because they get screwed because, they, I mean, they have to raise their prices because they, if they sell, um, like, if they sell you a leather jacket at a reasonable price, mm-hmm. these guys are going to take it, they're going to buy everything and yeah. then sell it for, you know, more or sometimes less if, the, if it's someone who has an online market. So these yeah. guys have no choice. They have trucks. They got to show up with this shit. Yeah. You know, a lot of them aren't tech savvy. They're fucking, they're yelling into flip phones, you yeah. know, when they're sitting there waiting for <laughs> For people, yeah. um, they're not the most organized. Some yeah. of these guys, but yeah, you see these Japanese dudes show up with like, and they'll go, "How much for that leather jacket?" And they'll say uh, four hundred. Well, how much for the whole rack? And you're yeah. like, "Did that guy just say he's gonna buy a rack mm-hmm. of vintage leather jackets?" Yeah, because they own a vintage store in Japan, and uh-huh. that stuff's gonna be a fortune for them. And the, the guys don't even blink an eye when the guy asks how much for the rack. They go, oh, well, I mean, everyone's like 550 So That's, that's got to become... That, I think it's become the norm. Because I remember even when I was in college, and this is 10 years ago or whatever, a friend of mine, Japanese guy named Simon, was telling me that like he basically buys old jeans here at like a thrift store in Pasadena, wears them for a year, wears them out, and then he sends them to like his cousin. And, or like sends them to Japan and sells them 500 bucks. That's crazy. And that's, he'd, he'd make like extra money that way. They're obsessed with like Americana over there right now. So you go into stores that just let, you look feel like... like they, they've been obsessed with it for so long, you'd think they'd have enough. Like there'd be, it'd be done. I, or maybe they're just going back in time. Like it was the 50s Whereas like you and I want to buy Japanese denim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so they're obsessed with like Americana. You and I are Americans <laughs> yeah. who are now, we want, ja- I want Japanese raw denim that then what, I wear out and sell back to Japan? Yeah. Because it well, has a perfect hole in the pocket. They they want authentic American, and we want authentic Japanese that's trying to mimic American. Yeah, basically. So we're just in this weird circle. We want them to buy old stuff, <laughs> then dupe it, make it in Japan, so that you and I can buy it. Yeah, for more than anywhere in America. Because they care way more than the people making it in America. Oh, for sure. And it's the Japanese stuff is just a little bit cheaper than like what you can get here. Mm-hmm. It's like a you know the Japanese raw denim that's great is like you know a hundred and fifty to two hundred bucks, whereas like the American equivalent like is you're up at, you're up in the two thirty range. Well, some there's a couple of Japanese companies that are more expensive than any of any other companies. Okay, where they'll like Ironheart. Is we'll that s- Japanese? Ironheart's Japanese. Oh, okay, yeah. but the way they the way it looks because the name yeah. and like the market they're after, you think it's an American made, straight up made in Japan. Jeans yeah. are three fifty four hundred. Yeah. Well, the deal it's was crazy. it's not that Japan makes the denim; it's that I think what happened was, and I you know, if only Dean Del Rey was here to set us straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the thing was that the Japanese companies bought all the old looms. Or all the old denim machine whatevers. Yeah, whatever they and get. And that's what on. I don't know why that matters. I don't get it. Because the way they the way the stitching is. Okay. The way they <laughs> <laughs> We are prisoners. You oh, I know. Are yeah, prisoners. We really are. We're yeah, we care so much about something so <laughs> stitching. Because that actually affects the way the jeans fade and stuff. So they get proper fades, you want the one of those cone mill um <laughs> looms or whatever they are it's i don't even know um at this point i'm trying not to know because the more i know the more i'm gonna go well i can't get this garbage pair of jeans i found myself uh today looking at stuff and being like it's time i just want to i'm done with the with the the hyper specificness thing yeah yeah it's like i don't want to get into a new thing because i'm always i always think that i've found the thing i'm gonna do forever and it's uh, there's always a new thing i want to do eventually oh yeah so like i know it's a mistake to get into a new expensive thing yeah because i i thought i got a jacket 
like a, a black leather jacket a few years ago and i'm like i'm done with jackets because i got yeah. a couple light jackets and no, this is not. now black goes with everything i'm done with with big jet but now everyone's wearing like uh brown yep. field jacket field Those, jacket yeah duck cotton yes yeah so now i'm like fucking i totally need that you and i don't like ourselves enough to not want to constantly be reinventing ourselves in the, in the hopes yeah. that people will like us yeah or covering our insecurity with clothing yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly we always have to be impressing people with our outsides as opposed to our insides oh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and the, I, the one i justified is like no my insides told me what to wear yeah. Which is that's I've got why cool styles. What it is? I'm trying not to do the watch thing anymore. Uh-huh. Like you, we went to the we went to a watch guy. There's a good watch guy at the Rose Bowl, VintageTime.com. His name's Bill Porter, I think. Mm-hmm. I've bought a watch from him years ago. I bought a 1967 Pre Moon 321 Speedmaster serial number 045. You remember this serial number. Well, because it's the specific serial number that the astronauts wore when they went to the moon. So that's what pre-moon means? Pre-moon, yes. It was the ones they wore that NASA tested that they then wore on the mission to the moon, if you believe that even happened. (laughs) And so you wanted to get... You mean they wore it to Burbank? Yes. On a soundstage, damn it. It's a conspiracy. So you want to... So when I... I, That was the first nice watch I ever decided I wanted. And so I had to get like the right serial number. And that guy had one and I bought it from him. Like, it must be like six, seven years ago. Oh, wow. It was... So he's been there forever. Yeah. Well, I found him online, and then I and then he told me he was going to the thing, so I went and looked at the watch. Oh, okay. It was uh, 2000 bucks. Whoa. Which is a lot. But now those are those watches cost 4500 bucks. Whoa. Yeah. Double whoa. Double whoa. And I have it still. I don't wear it. Ever? Nope. It because sits it's there. too big. It's slightly... The way it sits on my wrist is just slightly too big. But I love it. It's my favorite watch to look at. It's uh-huh. so cool looking that I just look at it. <laughs> <laughs> you just like open a drawer. I can't bring myself to sell it because I like it so much. And it's the, it's one of the only watches with a his, an actual like historical thing that I that I have. There's other watches that have history that I don't have. Like mm-hmm. there's a Rolex that was worn to like break the sound barrier. Chuck Yeager wore it. Like oh, stuff wow. like that. But like the Speedmaster specifically is a watch you can get for, and it's inexpensive by expensive watch standards. Yeah. But it actually has like a cool history. Like, oh, this is the one that went to the moon. That's crazy. Because the ones after it on the back said like first watch on the moon. Like that's their thing. That's like their claim to fame. Wow. So I, it's really I I don't wear it. I should sell it, but I can't bring myself to. See, it's funny. Like before today, because I've been to that flea market and then a handful of others before. But before today, I, I would walk around a flea market and I would never assume that there was a guy selling watches that were worth thousands of dollars. He's you don't the only, think that at a flea market. He's the only one there because I think he doesn't have like a brick and mortar store. Uh-huh. So like I think a lot of time people in L.A. who want to buy watches will go to his website. And then, you know, the thing is you don't like buying a watch through the mail. You want to try it on. You want to look at it up close. Yeah. You want to really see it. So you want to see it in person. So he's like, oh, I'll be at the Rose Bowl every month. So you can go try them on and get a good look at the watch because you got to see it up close to really know what you've what you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, but you would never. Uh, what I'm saying is, you'd never think that there's anyone selling like stuff that expensive. Stuff that expensive there. You yeah. Well, I mean? yeah, that guy that when we were walking away from the table who wanted to chat with me about the watches. Oh yeah. Was like, yeah, that guy's a rip off, and I was like, he's actually quite. I mean, I could literally talk to you about the exact numbers and percentages he's under most people, but to him, anything 
that expensive at a flea market seemed weird. Yeah, he was comparing it to like the the you know boxes full of junk watches and yeah. toy things. And Whereas just like knickknacks this and, guy you know. sells Rolexes and he has cool old Omegas and yeah. JLCs and like you know he has expensive watches. Yeah, because so I mean uh, to that guy's left was a uh, a vendor that was just selling like you know broken old Mickey Mouse watches yeah. and like you know yeah. w- ones that you get out of a cereal box and yeah. then like old lighters and just yeah. random shit that's 5 10 15 dollars so when you go to that guy's thing you're like oh how much is that nice looking watch oh 2 grand you're like yeah. this what is this guy a maniac how, yeah. how was he allowed in here with this table but to be fair the watches he had for 2 grand most of the time were 2500 bucks yeah see i would have just on all other weekends i would have walked Right by that guy, slowed down a little bit, being like, oh, some watches, they probably aren't that good. And then I would have kept going. I mean, you saw me start to spin out and have the conversation in my head about buying that watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I, really thought you were. Yeah, I mean, go back and get it. If I, if the dial, if if I didn't have questions about the dial, I probably would have got it. Yeah. Because it's a good, I would have just bought, I would have bought it and then sold another one to like, it's basically so it would have been even. Yeah. Because I don't need, I don't need a new watch at all, mm-hmm. but like that one, I like the, I like a black, that dial, but at that dial to me, I think that dial's a replacement dial. Okay. So it wasn't worth it. And, he, and since it was, he told me, he's like, oh, it's, I'm selling that for a friend. So he doesn't have all the info on it. Like he knew the uh, year, but like he can't tell me. I, he, I was like, is a dial original? He's like, I think so. And I'm like, you what? Uh-huh. Like to me, or a watch, you're like, you think so? Come on, bro. Yeah. Like that's an unacceptable answer. <laughs> Because the difference between a that watch with an authentic dial or a re- and when I say a replacement, it's a real dial from Rolex, but it's just newer, mm-hmm. is five hundred bucks. Like it's the difference is the is the difference in price. And anytime like you talk to any of these guys when you're trying to buy anything, and they're they're unsure. Yeah, or that they means, give you a line of bullshit. Your my desire to buy whatever they're selling oh, evaporates. Yeah, because you're not a store, and it's like, yeah, if you don't know exactly, you're that doesn't you're not like unaware of the positive elements you're only mm. you're only, you're hiding the negative elements of course and if you're trying to sell me anything over like 20 30 40 bucks you better have specific reasons for why it's that much if you yeah. start going um uh and then you start coming up with reasons on the fly why a zippo is 45 dollars yeah i'm like do you not really know then i'm not gonna even consider paying you half and that's the thing my specific criteria for buying a wristwatch because i'm lonely and have so much free time (laughs) it's like yeah i need authentic hands i need an authentic dial i need like i need it to not be polished too much like i want Mm -hmm. to if i'm buying something old i want it to be old i want the parts to be old so you can't be like "Uh, i think it might be like Mm -hmm. we're not i'm not spending ten dollars like you're asking me you're hoping i'm going to spend two thousand bucks which is a lot of fucking money. Oh yeah. So like, know everything. Crack it open. Let's look at the movement. Like, like mm. let's let's get into this. Like, don't be vague. That was weird to me. Like, I found that weird. Yeah. But it wasn't his watch. And that's a lot of watch dealers will sell something for a friend. He probably knew everything. He knew a lot about all the other ones. Right. But that I wouldn't buy a watch that's not his from a guy from that because he doesn't know the history of it. It's not worth the risk. Yeah, I stood there the whole time going like, I don't know what words are coming out of anyone's mouth right now. And then that, there and was also that. in that, even there amongst those people, I wasn't the most informed. I'm, I don't, I probably knew less than that one Japanese dude with the cool hat, and the other dudes that seemed to know him. Like I know a lot, but like I don't know everything. Yeah, I really don't. So that one guy had what was the eyepiece thing he had? A gem loop. So this this Japanese dude who was wearing a weird pork pie hat, a giant trench coat. 
and these pants that had like a weird chain thing on them that looked yeah. like a pocket watch was in there. Right. Um, and then his like girlfriend or wife who was wearing like this crazy outfit. The guy had like a billfold of like what looked like hundreds. A, yeah, of just hundreds. He probably he had a few through. thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just going through it. But you'd look at these guys and not think, you know, they're like these weird watch experts or whatever that have like all this cash. Yeah. And then he pulls out the gem eye. Gem loop. Gem loop, sorry. It's a magnifying glass for what you stick in your eye. Yeah, and then he starts examining watches. I'm like, these guys know exactly what's going on. Well, you got to see. There's a serial number on the watch. You got to yeah. make sure the serial number matches up with the year they say it is. Uh-huh. So like that one Rolex I liked was 1962. So you look at the serial number, then you pull out the book, and you see if it's authentic, it matches the time period. Uh-huh. And then you got to look at the dial. I mean, I didn't have a gem loop, but like you look at the dial super up close. Yeah. You see if it glows too much for how old it is. You can kind of tell. There's just things that, like, the, the ink on that dial looked a little new yeah. for it being over 50 years old right. to me. And so I'm like, I feel like this is a, a newer dial, which I don't want that. Right. I want an old dial. See, my whole thing was I'm like, I want to wait till these these Japanese this Japanese couple leave so I can follow them around. Because <laughs> yeah. anywhere they go, I'm going to go after them. Yeah. Because they, they're looking they, for the good shit. They know where the good shit is. Because I'm no expert by no. any means on vintage clothing well, or whatever. Well, it's not... You can't even... It's like it's not even like, oh, I want an old Pendleton. Well, there's a kind of Pendleton that's good, and there's a kind... It's like there's better kinds within the brands. Yeah. And it's so fucking specific. Mm-hmm. And that I found myself walking around... Especially the Rose Bowl, I, 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 I find myself walking around there because there's so much stuff going. The world doesn't need to make any more stuff. Oh, we yeah. have plenty of stuff yeah, in if the you world. Can have the Rose Bowl, if you don't live around here, I've never been there. It's a a stadium. Yeah. It's a stadium. It holds it's a football close stadium. to what, like 100,000? Something, something like that. that. It's one of those like 60,000, 70,000 seaters. It holds so many people. And they have the flea market set up around the outer perimeter and then two full parking lots. Yeah. And it's full of stuff. One entire section is devoted to furniture and some vintagey stuff and knickknack type things yep and it's huge it'll take you to really really comb through it a couple of hours just through that section just to walk yeah just to walk through not it. even you and i didn't stop a lot we did not stop a lot no we were there for a little over two hours yeah and we didn't stop too much and we didn't cover everything yeah and then we went over you go over to the across this little bridge and then there's a even bigger parking lot where that's all clothing it's all yeah. vintage clothes. Right. And it, I mean, that, if you really want to go through that, which I did once, that that part alone took me three hours. It's much more organized. Like, when I used to go, that when I, I don't go that often, but I remember going there like five years ago. There used to be people that would just lay out a carpet <laughs> and it'd just be a pile. It was like the dollar sale at Jet Rag. Oh, wow. Where people would just be going through a pile of, like, black T-shirts. Whereas I think now, because the market for that stuff has gone up, a lot of those people are like, they're professional sellers and stuff. Like, you know, that's what I realize is you're not going to, it's very hard at this point to find a steal. Yeah. Everyone knows what they have Mm -hmm. because you can literally find out with your iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at, uh, oh man, I don't even remember what it was. It was like an old, uh, it was like some old, like coloring book or something that was like some old, super old Disney. Right. Like Mickey Mouse type thing. And I was like, oh, I've never seen anything like this. And they're like, oh, that's uh, $120. And I'm like, give me a fucking break this yeah. is. It could not even be a real authentic Disney thing. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to look it up on my phone. Yeah. I'm like, I'll be right back. 
And as I'm walking away, I look it up, and you find something similar on eBay for thirty less dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not even turning around to bargain with these people. Yeah, it's weird. It's and and you wonder like, okay, who's buying this stuff? People. That's that what have I want. No I'm idea. like, yeah, I, I. It's weird the level of obsession that's turned this stuff into valuable. Yeah. It's so super subjective. I mean, you know, no one, you and I care about jeans way more than most people for no real reason. <laughs> well, the trends, I mean, whatever's trendy dictates, like, the real value. Because right now you walk around, um, and a lot of the clothing people sell old shoes and boots and stuff. And some are just devoted to shoes. Yeah. So, two, three years ago, you saw barely any Doc Martens, right? Yeah. Now you go, every single one of those vendors has old Doc Martens. Yeah. Because they're like, well, those are coming back now. Let's go fucking go to garage sales, buy all the Doc Martens we can. Whether they're good ones or not, they say Doc Martens on them, and people are like, I need a fucking pair of Doc Martens. Everyone's wearing them. I need the vintage, old, beat-up ones. Yeah. Then they go to the Rose Bowl. How much are those? Those are uh, 120 bucks, and you're like, well, they are beat up and old and vintage, so I'll, yeah. I'll shell it out because the new ones are 120 anyway. I saw the shoe. The guy had clearly just gotten like a, a like a kind of a burning. The thing you do use to burn leather was just burning the word Red Wing on obvious not Red Wings. No way. Yeah, they look like Chucka boots, but they were clearly not Red Wings, but he was wow. just like burning Red Wing in the side of them just in hopes to trick people. And you got to think if you can at least trick three or four people every month well that's what the, the that's the market for fake rolexes too mm-hmm. if if you spend uh 200 bucks making it and you trick someone into buying it for 2000 you did all right oh yeah which i feel like there's lots of that going on at the flea market i, I mean so. you said that when you were like how many of these we looked at posters and you were like how can you tell these posters are real uh-huh. and there are ways to tell but like most people don't know i know enough about printing to know but like most people don't, so you're just tricking people all day. And yeah. and I think the best answer is, is this real? Is it old? Like I'm not sure. It looks like it to me. So then you're not bl- You can't be blamed. He's like, oh, I bought. Everyone's always like, I don't know. I bought a bunch of them up. I got them all from this guy who yeah. he knows where it's up. I bought them all from him. Yeah. Or I inherit like a really good one that endears you to people's like, well, you know, my uncle was a big collector and I inherited all this stuff. From yeah. Him. Like, oh, you're a good guy. Yeah. You know. And then you're like, well, maybe I will buy your old whatever like a big one people fake is nazi memorabilia because that stuff is it's unique and controversial and super historic so people will just like you can see the glue sometimes on some old like like looking thing and they'll just throw it on a dagger and all of a sudden that dagger is worth 450 dollars. that stuff has always creeped me out when it comes to flea markets as you're you go to a guy's booth and you're yeah. like okay there's some cool stuff here and he's like and you're like oh he's got world war ii stuff yeah and you're like this is cool and then and then he's like i got some real good german stuff and you're like oh german yeah <laughs> and then it's like i got this now and, and it's like you're too excited about this and not to be like not to be stereotypical but like a lot of these, like these these vendors and stuff, they're they kind of look rough around the edges. Oh, you know, they're almost like carny types. I mean, let's the thing is, if we're being honest, like a flea market is basically just fancy hoarders. The Rose yeah. Bowl is just fancy hoarders. Yeah. So it's it's someone who hoarded in one specific direction. Yeah. But that Nazi shit, I've always found creepy as f- it's. I don't like it. Like I literally, I find it kind of offensive that it's collectible. Like, yeah. why, what about it do you want to collect? Do you want to collect it because you think it's so awful? 
or you're like, no, they were so good. Or like, I don't. It's weird to me for someone to want that stuff. As far as like famous periods in history, though, you know that it was is a, a remarkably one. famous period. It's in history. with the Civil War. But why wouldn't you want to collect the heroes? Um, I don't know because I think that the Nazi stuff is harder to find because so much of it was burned, yeah, and destroyed after the war. I don't know, man. And it was like, and it's well made and like aesthetically looks good. The colors, black, white, red, you yeah, know. Swastika is a, uh, we all know, is a, is a oh, yeah, no, it's, shape. You know, it's not like something. And again, they're like, they're, they're objects. It's not like you're getting a shirt and you're wearing that to it's like all, a concert. I've always noticed you know? that when people are fascinated with World War II, you can never tell. I always have trouble telling why. It's like, okay, I don't know. Because you start to, it. it's the same way like Civil War historians they have a great admiration of 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 general lee mm-hmm. and you're like yeah okay he was a great general still fighting on the side of slavery over there uh-huh. like that i have a prop like i was because i watched the civil war documentary a lot i really like it yeah and you know that you hear them talk about lee in a way and they're he's so great and and, and you're like okay he was a skilled general and he, they say he wasn't, and they say he wasn't a fan of slavery. He was fighting for states' rights and this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I, I still have a problem with you being great for evil, being great at your job for the cause of evil. At some point, that war became about slavery. At some point, Nazis became full on. That became a you know a Holocaust, a genocide. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't. It's like oh, I don't care. It just seems gross to me. It seems like a like to to collect. That's yeah, a, it's it, it seems like a like a like a backdoor way to be into something that's wrong, mm-hmm. pretending you're into the history of it. Well, it's such a significant time in our world's history. Okay, so so get really into the heroes. Get really into Oscar Schindler. Like, get really into the people that like tried to do the that were on the right side of history. Well, I mean, they are. That's like, a lot of it is. You know, it's more the the period and the war itself. And like people that collect Nazi memorabilia aren't necessarily like into Hitler. They're just like into the idea that like that that was able to happen yeah you know no, it that, is like it a is. nation could be controlled and rise and it literally is. take over a lot of the world yeah you know it was a war like really no other up to that point it's still like when i think about it people especially i notice this in comedy holocaust jokes you always hear holocaust jokes oh yeah and like uh, uh it's always like it's one of those things that people, I think, sometimes are like, "Oh yeah, it was, it was, it was awful." But like, when you actually look at numerically, it would be impossible for anything relatively close to happen right now. Like, not even for a second. When you look at the numbers of people that are being killed, it's so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so terrifyingly shocking. Right. That like it, it, it's boggles. The, I almost think that's why people kind of glaze past it. Like, no, no, I know it's bad. Because it's too big and too horrific of an you event. You can't wrap to even, your mind around. You the can't number. wrap your mind yeah. around the level of evil it was and the level of 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 kind of cruelty we're talking about. And it would just about. be hard to wrap your mind around. Like, imagine right now if you were told, like, "Oh, most of Europe is occupied by a super evil force." Yeah, and they killed a hundred thousand people last week. You'd, You'd be, be like, like, "What?" Yeah, like no. any yeah, a hundred thousand, and it's like that was happening all the Cause time. Because war now is like you know, there's like bombings for a few weeks, and like you know, people are killed and stuff, and then it kind of dies down. There's no like length yeah, period. Yeah, it's slow. Of, it's not like this constant. But then Vietnam was like that too. It was right. just casualties like crazy. Yeah, a lot of people died in that. That's the thing. The memorabilia thing can feel a little weird. Cause my, I mean, I there was like a we saw a cool jacket, like a cool like military jacket mm-hmm. that was like it was blue or whatever, and it was like a something to do with like fighter pilots 
it was expensive, too expensive. I wasn't going to buy it. But, like, I feel the tiniest bit weird wearing it where it's yeah. like I wasn't in an armed force. And the reason that stuff is cool is because it's tough. It's military. It's like was involved in fighting. And yeah, it was it's like, historic. It served it's, a yeah. purpose. It was utilitarian. But also, you can't like you know say that like how you're saying like, well, why don't you wear like collect our heroes and stuff? That's pretty relative too. Yeah, because our heroes to them are terrorists. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if you're like, yeah, this great American hero, it's like, oh, those guys like slaughtered my family. Yeah, those guys that pushed yes on a drone. Yeah, they, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I mean, I don't like to just champion any of those military causes and like wear that stuff. At the end of the day, it's war. It's like murder. Yeah, it's still terrible. It's just terrible. It'd be better if there wasn't any of it. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. Wearing that stuff is always like, what is it about war that you love? It's the toughness. A lot of it, for the people that aren't the racists that are collecting that stuff, it's like, it's history buffs. And when it comes to like a period of war, that's when... Because literally, like, an economy goes through the roof when there's war. So you're oh, creating and thing. producing. Well, yeah, it's the, all of a sudden, your planes and your tanks and your clothing and all this stuff are, like, new and improved things are coming out. So when you're going through history in that period of time, you're like, oh, all of a sudden. Well, yeah, it's what Eisenhower said, the military-industrial complex. He's like, right. He was basically like, guys, they're go- your governments are going to start wars mm-hmm. because it's good for business yeah. over and over and over again. And if you look, he at literally warned against it. He was like, yeah. "This is going to happen, and you can't let it." And it totally did. And now it is. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, Lockheed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like so when I go to a flea market, while well, a lot of that stuff is interesting because I like history a lot, I find it very interesting. Yeah, but I'm like, I, I feel like it's dangerous for me to like. I'll start buying the stuff. And you're like, yeah, I got this. I got this interesting Hitler knife. You're like, yeah, that's weird. gross. See, I, I like, like, I like if I'm gonna get into like the history stuff. I like the pop culture aspect, the social, like yeah. Disney, old Disney old stuff Disney. is cool. I love old Saturday Evening Post. Yeah, old rock and roll T-shirts. Yeah. you know that kind of stuff is like fun. Less and, bloodshed like, based. It's yeah, way less bloodshed based. <laughs> Although Disney, a lot of and Disney does have that Nazi strain. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a little anti-Semitic. Little he had his moments. Yeah, but no one died in the drawings. We don't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe he was really strict on the animators. I I bet you. Well, first of all, animators were dying left and right from the chemicals. Oh really? Yeah. No one knew. Any, well, you licked your brush, and you were holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, Sharpen the and also pastels, terribly wow. toxic. People lick the brush to yeah, like, you lick the end. Holy shit, you're literally eating. I mean, lead. there is yeah, be, just not lead, but just chemicals. There's terrible chemicals, and you know the the uh, paints are cadmium red. Cadmium's a radio, you know, cadmium's like a carcinogenic oh material. Oh my god! I had a teacher at, at PCC who, and she taught at Art Center. She got leukemia from inherit inhaling or cancer from inhaling pastel dust for like 30 years. She was a master at pastels, so she had to switch. She got treated and was cured or it went into remission. Then she had to start painting in gouache because she'd basically been inhaling, you know, cancerous dust for Damn. years and years and years and years and years. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. People just didn't know any better. That is so weird. So take that. Your Disney memorabilia. <laughs> what about rock and roll t-shirts? And like, cause I saw there was like an old radio station. Printing, K&AC. printing ink, lead, you know, some fucking. Oh Yeah. That is that stuff. That's the thing. There's a reason that stuff lasts because it was made with materials that are very sturdy and terrible for you. Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, those old t-shirts are dope. But it's better <laughs> that I buy the old ones than the new ones, right? 
I'm not supporting know. any new terrible things being made. The thing with buying new stuff is, okay, you're supporting pollution, but you're also giving someone a job. What You mean like some kid in Thailand, 12 cents a week? Okay, well, it's better than working in the rice paddies for his family for free, bent over all day. Um, at least it's the family business. <laughs> it's not much and of a that's business. a major corporate. It's not Walmart. Yeah, it's the real white people logic, like, better than Walmart. And the, meanwhile, the Chinese kid's like, actually, I'd rather be indoors, please. But the working conditions are so terrible in those factories. They you know are. what? I, w- I went to the Doc Martin store, by the way, in, in Santa Monica, and they had... There's like, oh, we're having a sale or whatever. And I'm like, I want to go see all the new Doc Martens, right? So I try on a pair and a a 12 and a 13. And I'm looking at the 12 and I look at the tab and it says made in Thailand. I'm like, oh, weird. I thought these were all made in like America or England or something like that. And I try on the 13 and that one was made in, the first one was made in Vietnam. The second one was made in Thailand. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the same line of shoe. They're both made in two different countries. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, well, over here are the ones that are made in England. I'm like, you have a separate section for the better quality. I'm yeah. like, why aren't they fucking all made in England? There's Chinese Red Wings. No way. Yeah. Not the they're ones n- I'm wearing, no, are they? No, no, no. I'll no, take no. them back. They're USA. Chinese, the Chinese Red Wings are 90 bucks. They Fuck have Chinese them. Red Wing. I've seen them. They have them at this, this, <laughs> there's those leather stores on Melrose that have like leather jackets and boots. Yeah. There's Chinese. They make the six inch whatever mock toe. No way. Yeah, they're 90 bucks. They're probably way shittier. They're lighter. They're not way shittier, but they're shittier. The, well, they, it's just the leather's less good. It's thinner. The leather's thinner. The, and it's not hand stitched. Pro- it probably is. The Doc Martin's. She said the England one made in England were hand stitched. I would imagine it's hand stitched just in by someone who's getting paid way less, and the leather's not as good. Yeah, and his 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 frail Same. body can't stitch as well because he's starving. Yeah, he's starving. Same yeah. Vibram sole though, but yeah, the China. It's like New Balance has shoes that they make in America, and then they have shoes they don't. There's a section on their site that's like you can look up the USA made ones. They only make like a handful of models in the USA. That's crazy, and they're significantly more expensive. But the girl had like no real answer. She's like, "Yeah, I mean, we just we have factories all over the world. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it tr- really turned me off to the whole because I'm like, I, I want to know what I'm getting. You're not getting consistency. Yeah, like every pair of Red Wings, the you know they're made. Well, you can also get tricked right. if you don't. That's the thing. If you don't know what you're doing, we talked about this as we were leaving the flea market. Mm-hmm. I once bought a watch. And I wasn't educated enough about them. And I bought a watch that had a replacement dial on it. So then, because I'm a neurotic moron, right. had to go find the right dial and buy that and then replace it. And, yeah. and, and now I still have the, the replacement dial. Because I didn't know what that was. I didn't know they did that. And I didn't know what to look for. Uh-huh. I just noticed that the one I was buying had a pretty good price, and that's why. It's because the dial had been replaced. Would you consider putting that, the new dial... On your roof for like six months and letting it age. No, because if it age, it still has the wrong markings on the bottom. Oh, no way. They're different? Yeah. It's on the bottom, it says Swiss as opposed to T oh, right, right, right. forward or whatever, the, the, the greater than sign T25. Oh, shit. Because okay. pre-19 whatever, they use this radioactive material called tritium and post they use Luminova. I didn't huh. know that until I bought a watch. <laughs> Would you have... Because you were saying like I'm bad, I'm bad at uh, haggling. Yeah, when it comes, and that's a major. I wouldn't part. have bought it. I wouldn't have bought it. 
If okay. he was like, this has a replacement dial, I wouldn't have bought but it. But say it was an original yeah. dial. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, that's absolutely 100% original. It is original. It is authentic. It's no, the, the dial, the dial. Like the original dial that came on the watch. Yeah, what about it? And that, that's what, what the watch was. Like, yeah. it, And you wanted it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this watch is $2,200. Right. Would you, what would you have said? With the real one? Oh, you mean the one today? Yeah, the one today with the black dial. It was $2,195, black dial, date just, 1962. Yeah. A, uh, I believe it's a 1600 date just, step dial. Yeah, fantastic. This watch. is all foreign language to me. What you're saying? Fantastic dial. Step, he wanted twenty one. Just dial. He wanted twenty one hundred ninety five dollars. <laughs> yeah. If the dial was real, or I, I'm not sure it was a replacement dial. It just looked a little new for me. If it, if I knew it was real, I would have bought it because then I could actually for that amount of money. For that amount of money, that's a good deal for that watch for that amount of money. Okay, that you could still have talked him down. I probably would have been. Well, the thing is, I don't. I could have talked him down if I had cash, but I didn't. I've got to pay with a credit card, which means the reason they'll, they'll go down a cat. If I pay him with the credit card, it goes through his business, which means he's going to have to pay taxes on it like income. So they, won't, they don't want to go down. So, and he's but got. They will. They will. I mean, I would have said, I would have said two grand. He would have said 21. And then maybe I would have gone 21. 20, 50. 20, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But the thing is, with a watch like that, he doesn't have to haggle. That watch is going to sell. All, right. He never has any. That specific guy. Never has any Rolex on his site for more than a month because his prices are good. Mm-hmm. So he, the thing is with watches like that, they're so desirable, they're going to sell. So he doesn't have to bargain much. Right. Like I'm sure lots of people go to them and they're like, oh, I want a Rolex. He says 2195 and they go 1600 He's like, no, go away because <laughs> they will all sell. Every Rolexes sell all the time. Uh-huh. So he doesn't have to bargain with anyone, really. He's already giving a decent price. Like his prices are very fair. See, I just oh, I just believe, especially in those environments, I just believe always, always talk down. Well, you're also Persian. Yeah, <laughs> you are Middle uh, Eastern, and that is up. To, and not even like people say that's that like racist, it's like what you're super negative. Yeah, it's just a part of. It's just like that's a thing you bargain. I don't even think it's like you're not. No one's trying to fuck anyone. You're trying to get the best deal possible. Yeah. It's just like different. I don't even know if that's true that Persians are. Or, or, I mean, I think that's just a blanket is that a stereotype. Stere- did I just, uh, did I just uh, bust out a stereotype? I think you did, yeah. Cool. And also, I don't even know because I'm not fucking Persian, so I can't even no, speak to I what forget. they, yeah, what they do. You're one of those other ones, yeah. Um, but it, when you're at a flea market, everyone ups their price because they know they're at a flea market. We're like, we're gonna probably See, sell to some suckers. I know his price. His price is the same on the website as they are there. Right. Right. It's, I mean, you can't, with, that's the thing. He is an anomaly at that place because it's a weird thing to sell for that much money. And if you're buying, if you decide, no one decides on a whim to buy a $2,000 watch they know nothing about. Oh, yeah, that's insane. So you're dealing with relatively informed people. Right. But I'm saying for furniture yeah, that's and clothes and all that, I will never, ever, ever pay what they ask, ever. I never haggle. Dude, I, <laughs> it's fun. See, I I don't know why it is. I don't think maybe it's how I was like to me. It's like I just don't want to argue. I bought a barber chair uh-huh. at at the Roosevelt Flea Market one time. Where is it now? Uh, it's in my living room. Okay, yeah, it's like a a, a chair okay. next to the couch. It's okay. light blue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here the problem was the the step thing at the bottom that you like kind of pump. Yeah. To like raise it or lower that was broken. Right. But I'm like, I don't care. I'm not going to use it as a barber chair. I just want it as like a cool chair it's to a have. a cool thing. So I'm like, hey, man, how much is this uh, chair? He's like, oh, it's 80 bucks. I'm like, 
oh, okay. So I started looking around at it, and then I'm like, was this reupholstered? Is this the original upholstery? He's like, no. And I'm like, what's going on with this this step? He's like, well, that's broken, but you can get it fixed. I'm like, oh, so it doesn't work, huh? I'm like, no. I'm like, all right. And then you asked a few more questions and found holes and I found problems with the chair. So I'm like, and you want like 80 bucks? But I thought the upholstery wasn't original. Like, no, I'm like, and then you said the step thing's broken. I don't even know where to go get that fixed. That's probably yeah. going to cost, what, 40, 50, 30? I don't know where. How about I give you 35 bucks? Yeah. So I just way yeah. undershot, like by more than half off. And he's like, what? No. I'm like, look, dude, I'm, I like the chair. I think it's cool. But like, I'm not giving you 80 bucks for a, it's a broken chair. What yeah. you're telling me is a broken chair. And right now, it's, it was around 2, 2.30 in the afternoon. A lot of these guys around him are packing up their shit, getting yeah. ready to go. This yeah. is a big, heavy chair. Yeah. And he's a furniture guy, so everything is big and heavy. Yeah. He's 50-something years old. He's goes through this every week, doesn't want to pack up all his shit. I'm like, look, man, why don't you just get... Oh, what he, what he was like, well, no, nothing lower than 60. I'm like, I will give you $40 in cash right now for this chair. And he's like... He goes, uh, he's like, all right, but you're going to have to lug it to your car. I'm like, oh, no, I don't have anything. I'm like, how am I supposed to pick this up? And he's like, all right, then, well, 60 bucks. He's like, I'm not taking it to your car. I'm like, 45 bucks, and you wheel it to my car. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, it's 2.30, man. Everyone's like, everyone's starting to leave. And he's like, all right, fine, 45 bucks. Yeah. So anyone else would have just been like, 80, well, all right. And then he was just trying to be hard and firm on 80. Barber chairs, I see barber chairs for like a couple hundred bucks. Well, yeah, when they're nice. Yeah. And they work and like all this shit. And they're like, you know, super detailed stitching. No, the end of the day is the best time to to yeah. bust dudes for furniture. Yeah. Because they're just like, I'm or for so anything. sick of carrying this shit. Because they just want to get rid of their shit. Because to us, the Rose Bowl flea market's once a month. They have the Rose Bowl flea market. Then there's one in San Bernardino. PCC. Then there's one in Santa Barbara. Then yeah. they have the Melrose one. This is like every week for these guys. Maybe yeah. maybe twice or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's fucking fun as shit to haggle them. Like the, this guy with the Zippo today. He had like a bunch of Zippos and I'm like, oh, let me see that one. There's one for the Viper Room, the music venue in West Hollywood. And I was like, oh, cool. Let me see that. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, this thing's never been used. Totally brand new. Like never been fired up. And I was like, oh, wow. Like he's, this is going to be some fascinating development for me. All right. So I look at the bottom and it's like the real Zippo markings a month and year. And then I take the, the thing out of the case. And then on the inside, it was a different month and year. So there are a lot of them are interchangeable. Right. Sometimes one Zippo breaks, you take out the thing, put it in the other. Um, so I'm like, this, the month and date are different on the casing and then the actual like uh, whatever, the, the cartridge or whatever. And he's like, oh, what do you, what do, what do you mean? I'm like, well, they're different months and years. Like, well, by how much? I'm like, I don't know, a few months. They're not the same is what yeah. I'm saying. If you're trying to tell me this is a new Zippo. And he's like, and then he tells me this. Maybe uh, Zippo didn't care that much about making it, uh, like, about matching the cartridge yeah. to the case. I'm like, are you telling me that a company that prides itself in making quality American-made lighters that are guaranteed for life just decided, like, just match him with whatever, man. Whatever. We don't care. Whatever. See, that's a big... That, they do the same thing with, with Rolexes. There's serial numbers all up in these bitches. Although, actually, Rolex was a little sloppy, especially in the 50s and 60s and 70s. So you'll have, like, 
you'll have a serial number like because they they made so many watches you'll have a serial number that's like the end of a year and then a thing on the other side the case they'll put it in the case later so the movement will have a serial number that's a little earlier than the case there's uh-huh. all these fucking weird rolex anomalies uh-huh. that make it real hard to collect them and know what you're doing because there's just a million things that right. you can get wrong or get right I mean, if I really wanted to be know what I was doing and be careful I, to buy a watch, I should stand there with a the dude and be like, crack it open, and then he opens the back, and then I should be like sitting there with that magnifying thing in my eye and look at it's It's a lot. It's a lot. Which I, I, part of me is into it, and the other part is like, why do we give a shit? I, you know what? We're, we, are, we are literally playing an old person's game. Yeah. This is what old people do to kill the time after they retire and yeah. have nothing else. You know how many old people minus all the fucking hipsters that are like it's something to do, let's get into vintage and collectibles and shit. Outside of those young people that are running around all energetic, it's old people that post up at a vendor and then just have two hour conversations. Just torture him. They're just like well, then four years ago, I saw a piece of furniture, yeah. blah, 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 blah. They always have the story about the thing they found for uh-huh. nothing that then turned in, or the thing they almost bought. Yeah. That's what I find myself just being like, I don't give a shit about this stuff anymore. Like, I, I okay, if I still want to, like, that, that's what a, there's a certain kind of watch collector that thinks that the vintage thing is stupid. They're like, no, I just go to a store and buy a fucking new one. (laughs) Then I don't have to care. I don't have to worry about any of these weird eccentricities. And also, we're all just buying it because everyone knows it's expensive and we're trying to look cool. Well, Mm -hmm. mine looks just as cool as yours. And and I don't... Brand new. I don't sit up nights researching fucking serial numbers and examining my dial. I go out and have a life. Yeah. And show off my cool new watch. Yeah. Whereas you nerds... (laughs) Yeah. Most dudes buy a new Rolex. Yeah. Go out, show it off, meet girls. Uh Whereas I buy a Rolex and then I sit at home... I look up the serial number ad nauseum, and then I research the dial, and I look and I look at the font to make sure that the way Rolex is printed yeah. is indicative of that particular serial number that I have. And then, cut to me, I'm watching uh, American Pickers on the History yeah. Channel so I can learn more about signage, Kevin. Ugh. I want to know what the good signs are. So Why? Because I think they look awesome. Why are we doing this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why we care should about we this. Should we stop? Stuff. I feel like we should stop. <laughs> but what are we what else are we going to do? Something else, dude. Like what? I don't know. Learn a language. Yeah, Fucking that's a good one. learn a new skill, a usable skill that we can share with people. You know what I want to do? What I've uh, what wanted to do? I can't share this shit with anyone except for other nerds that do this. Okay, but I want stuff I can share with girls. I know. I have tortured every woman I've uh, I've ever dated with watch knowledge. Oh yeah, and like Awful. wanting to go to garage sales, and a shit. real vagina dryer. I will get up at seven a.m. and just go to yard sales until two p.m. on a Saturday, <sighs> and so enjoy stupid. every minute of it. And then I go, why though? Yeah, what? Why? Why are we? I mean, it's we, good to have hobbies. I why suppose. are we interacting with humans and having experiences? Supposed to fucking garbage. G- trying to create the most perfect outfit to wear to what? We don't, I don't go. Know. <laughs> I don't, we don't go anywhere. Yeah, why? Why? It's stupid. I don't know. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I th- even before we went to this thing today, I've been thinking it's done. I'm done. I'm selling. Yeah. I'm going to sell the watches. Make I may keep one. Yeah. And that's it. Why do you need? Why do we need shit? Why do I need to fill my emotional hole with stuff? 
But I think, don't we need hobbies? Don't we need something to like get into? Okay, but there's better hobbies. There's like, okay, you know what? You know what? People literally have like fitness as their hobby. At least you, we don't play video. Dude, some people's hobbies. We've now, talked about video games being lame, and you're right. It's yeah, better. At least we don't do that. Okay. That's good. But still, it's not like our hobbies help. I don't know that our hobbies enrich our lives enough. I think knowing about this kind of stuff. It to, in certain degrees, like when you get into the stuff and like you learn things about history, it's a more fun way to learn about American history. Yeah, okay. I've gotten way more into like the state of California where we're from because of this kind of stuff. All right, and and so in that regard, it's helpful. But there is the part where you get way too obsessed with vintage clothes and watches, well, and then yeah, it becomes you get, a time you, The reason you'd get into this stuff is to get attention. And right. hopefully have someone come up to you and talk to you. Mm-hmm. But if you do it to a degree that's so acute, mm-hmm. no one knows what the fuck they're looking at. Like, like I have a network of people that, and I'm sure you have this too, that will email me and call me. And when they see me, they'll stop me and ask me about, uh, I saw this cool shirt. What should I pay for it? Yeah. I need a new pair of boots. What should I get? What do you think about these jeans? Uh, I'm getting a new bicycle. What right. should I do? Right. Well, we were at the flea market. Our friend Benji texted you about yeah, yeah. boots. That happened today. He yeah. didn't even text me. He fucking called me. He's like, dude, I need help. Yeah. I'm emailing you. I'm emailing you some boots. Tell no, me what when to people do. Want, wanna, I mean, when people are going to buy a watch, I get a call. Yeah. Or a, can you come with me? That's cool. That's a cool... See, the, the fact that we got into this You know what else stuff. I get call? Google. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's different. It's I, like, um, I try to dissuade people. I'm like, don't get into this. It's stupid. Uh-huh. I mean, cause I remember uh, years ago, I had two watches that were basically identical. And, <laughs> and are identical to a normal person. To me, I knew one was a Submariner and the other was a Sea Dweller. Uh-huh. Sea Dweller? Yeah. Most, both What's with the C names, by well, the way? Because they're diving watches. But there's also Seamaster. The well, they're all the the reason is because all of them were made specifically that you could wear them underwater. Oh, that's why. So they were all uh, water something. Difference between right. the Submariner and the and the Seamaster or the Submariner and the Sea Dweller. The Sea Dweller has a helium gas release valve. Holy shit! And you can go deeper in the ocean, which I don't even go to the fucking beach. And I had two of them. They look <laughs> to to to, the, to anyone. What was that, the last time you were in a swimming pool? Even fuck that. Twelve <laughs> year old birthday party. Yeah. And like I had them both, and and they look basically identical. And the woman I was living with was like, "You have the same watch." And I was like, "No, no, 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 yeah. no." What, are you no. blind? These are totally this different. Is, and then I, well, I was like, "What the fuck? She's right. This is so dumb. Uh-huh. What am I doing? Yeah. This is dumb. I'm starting to feel that way again." I don't like what I don't like to talk about it as much. Uh-huh. I, I remember like a couple years ago, I was like, you're not allowed to bring it up unless someone else does. Because <laughs> like it's boring. There's more interesting things to talk about. And like I, 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 I feel like and you see that at these flea markets and like hobby type places is someone's hobby has consumed them too much. Yeah. And it, it's like, uh, I mean, a really specifically great table at a flea market, I think, is the byproduct of a a. a a life that wasn't lived correctly. Yeah, if someone who doesn't have many friends isn't married. It's too specific, man. It's too much time. It's too much it's too much of their life spent doing something that I, I just don't I don't know. Part of me is it thinks I've I've spent too much time doing that stuff and caring about that stuff. Do so you think it hasn't like advanced your life in any way? It, I think it's actually I think it's literally had a negative effect on my personality. Because I'm there are things I'm not as good at interacting with 
people as I should be. I'm not bad at it. I'm not yeah. like a weirdo. You you see me around people. I'm not yeah. terribly bad at it. I'm also not good at it. There's things I don't do well enough. There's things I don't know about common like things that everyone else knows I don't know because I've spent my whole life that they things that have to be explained to me that don't have to be explained to other people. Like what? I, I just like party etiquette. Things you're supposed to do when you show up to a party. Like, do you what are you going to bring? Who are you gonna, and, and things. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm huh. bad at like being polite to strangers. I'm not impolite, but I'm also not polite enough. Right. Like where I was, I was at a, a a restaurant I go to a lot with someone, and and they were talking to the person that works there and like chatting with them at our table and doing a better job of it than I do. And like, and they were like, "That guy's nice." I go, "Yeah, I see him here every time." Like, well, why don't you talk to him more? I go, "I don't know." And it's like, well, you come here all the time. You ob- why wouldn't you make it like a friendlier experience? Like literally, that's what I'd be making it. I'd be making it into a friendlier experience. Yeah. By just interacting with then that you get person. Hooked up. Maybe. Or yeah. just learn more about that person and not think of sure. them as just the guy that brings me soup. You know what I mean? Like, does he is he the owner of the place? How long has he fucking been here? Maybe he's into watches. He ha- yeah, he has a cool <laughs> accent. Where is he from? Is he Swedish? Is he German? Like, what's that like? What did he yeah. come here to do? What if he's in a band I would like? Like, I don't know. That's the thing. I'm not learning any of this shit. Because I sit there and I'm just like, oh, I, I, he, I won't bother him. We'll just do this exchange. Here's my money. Bring me my food. And yeah. that's it. Where it's like people that are better at that stuff, they just engage more. And I think it create. they end up having a happier life. They end up having more of a positive experience. But I know a lot of people that are like good at engaging and being talkative and they're good at parties. But like that's just like a superficial kind of they're, they know how to like glad hand everybody and like yeah but uh, is some the, of those I, people are born like you you when you get to know some of those people and you go beneath the surface a lot of people don't have interests and hobbies and things that make them unique yeah but you're not bound to hang out with them just because you were nice to them but it's like i feel like just as you're just as likely to to glad hand someone that is lame as you are missing out on if you don't do it you're missing out on someone you may like sure. and someone you may become legit friends with and may enrich your life in a way and that's like, you only, it's like you only get so much, you only have so many hours in your life. Oh, yeah. And like, I have spent too many of them looking at watches, looking at watches or looking at pictures or looking yeah. at tumblers, looking at shoes, looking at jeans, looking, yeah. just looking. We talked about that with Justine is uh-huh. that's my vice is looking at stuff. Cause I, yeah. I think visually I want to make, vi- I make visual things. So I'm, I want to be constantly taking in images of whatever that I can then reprocess and potentially use in things. But I've, I think I've spent too much time doing it. Right. You can just as easily make stuff about experiences. So what's like a new hobby? Have you put any thought into like what's a new pursuit, something you can get into that is going to enrich your life? Like well, you said, li- learning a new language. Yeah. I like, I like, the, I like uh, the exercise thing. I actually kind of think you're into that, that now. Not, I wouldn't say I'm into it. Not compared to most people, but I could see myself getting more into it because then I would be better at it. Yeah, and it and the thing is, like, the payoff is so is so easy. It's so like easy to. It's so concrete. You know, and let, let, let me tell you. Here's an interesting way to like transfer one obsession into another. Like, say you're you're into clothes, right? Yeah. Denim shoes, whatever jackets. Take that and apply it to like interesting uh exercise clothing okay you know what i mean where you're like oh what's a good running well i told you like i i one of my main shorts one of my main catalysts for going to the gym was i bought cool running shoes and i was like i get to wear those yeah yeah it made me want to do also 
in a weird way, getting in shape makes your clothes fit better. Uh huh. So that makes it. You can almost buy clothes you couldn't before. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of exciting. But also, I thought maybe I could learn to cook. Oh yeah, see that's a good one. Yeah, because then I could cook. I have this nice house in this fucking kitchen that's just that you never use. I never use. Uh huh. But it'd be like a thing where I could just invite like one or two people, my friends, over and be like, "I'm gonna cook a thing. Come over." Cooking will totally enrich your life. And it's like a group. I feel like that's the kind of thing where uh, uh, you invite a girl over, and it, that's good. Oh yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. And it's not like it's not like lecherous. It seems like it takes too much. It's it's. It's a cool. It's like a move. You're doing it. You're pulling a move a bit. You're like, I'm gonna make you food. But at the same time, you're doing something that's also just nice. You're like, I'm just gonna spend time. I'm gonna make this thing for you to enjoy. It's just a nice thing to do. You know what I mean? And I think that. And if I learned how to do it, I wouldn't be so confused about what to buy and eat. And the way I eat's retarded. Yeah. It's all this weird, like out of place shit. I have. And no cooking is not of. like it's not that hard. Because also, it's not like you have to be amazing at it. You no. can just get like pretty good, and then I you're making like, yourself food. I feel like no one would expect me to be amazing at it. Like I feel like if I invited people over, like, hey, I'm going to cook, come over, they'd be fucking shocked if it was good. Right. No, I'm saying even just for yourself. When you're cooking for yourself, oh, you yeah. don't have to make a five-star. My version of cooking for myself is the saddest. Like, it's just... Uh, what do you do? I mean, literally, I'll just like eat bread. That's not even just cooking. Eat bread. I just warm things. I remember when I lived. I lived in a not even a studio. It was a bachelor apartment. Yeah, that's what they call them or whatever. Um, and it didn't even have a kitchen, right? It was like the living area, and then a small hallway that was like three steps, and you're in the bathroom. That was the hallway. And in that little hallway, right. on one side was a sink, and then a microwave and a hot plate, and on the other side was a little table area that you could prepare food in heavy, heavy quotes because there's no room. <laughs> and then underneath that was half of a refrigerator. So one of those yeah. like d- dormitory fridges. Yeah. And that was my kitchen. So I could barely cook or make any food, right? So I had... Um, there was a shelving unit that they had there and it was just stocked full of like canned goods and stuff that I could just quickly eat. Yeah. And I remember this girl came over once and she was just like, she's looking, she's like, do you have anything to eat? I'm like, I have some bananas and kind of whatever's over there near the cereal and, the, and that stuff. And she went over there and she's like, are you getting ready for the apocalypse? Yeah. <laughs> it was just 20 things of canned tuna because I went to Costco or wherever. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm like, I'm living like a fucking, like a person trapped in a bunker. Yeah. Or like a separatist who's living out in the fucking woods. That's like I, my who's afraid of society. My f- refrigerator is full of things I can eat right as I I can grab uh-huh. them and eat them. Whereas real people, their refrigerators they are have full fresh of fresh vegetables. No, their refrigerators are full of ingredients. Yes, fresh vegetables that you need to <laughs> use before they go bad. And guess what? They'll use them because they cook. Yeah, that's the thing. Every so, time I've tried to buy things like that, mm-hmm. they go bad because I don't use them. I but like they have, they make food, so their refrigerator has things that are involved in other things. Yeah. Whereas my refrigerator is full of standalone items. Yeah. That I can eat in the container. And that'll last for fifty years. Yeah. I made it a point when I moved into the next, like the next place I lived. I'm like, there's got to be a kitchen, and I'm going to start cooking because I can. I'm able to do it. I know how to do it. I can make good food. Right. But it's just a matter of like. You know, affording the nice stuff and like actually having the time and making yourself sit down because it feels kind of like boring and monotonous sometimes. You're like, this is taking forever. I could just go get something to eat and be done with it. Yeah. But it's like, no, put on some fucking music. This is an album you want to listen to. Finger yourself. Yeah, finger yourself a little bit. Is that what you do? Make a, um, 
Only when I'm making dessert. Yeah. It gets me all hot and bothered. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. I don't know. That will benefit you. Look, Nick, I got nothing but time. I know, right? (laughs) The kid's alone as hell, so I might as well learn something in the meantime. Cooking is a fucking great one, dude. Learning another language would be good. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's harder the older you get, they say. I'm only getting dumber. What about that? I think just your brain isn't as like quick to pick up on things. You're like running out of space. You don't have a lot of space. Yeah, you have to get rid of. You have to force out some of your watch knowledge, and then like honestly, I feel like I feel French. like it's time. I just think it was a thing I did for a while, and now I'm not. I just I find myself. I just don't care as much. Here's the deal, though. You already know so much about it. It's not like if you're done with it, you're gonna forget it all. I hope so. You're just going to, because when it does come up, you'll still have the knowledge. Yeah. And so people will be like, oh, Kevin cooked me a great meal. And then he like also knows all this stuff about watches. It was really weird. I noticed, I just noticed that people I admire don't give a shit about that stuff a lot. And I'm like, well, I think that guy's really cool. He doesn't give a shit about that. But you would probably admire him for different reasons. Yeah. But they're like similar to me. And they're like, well, yeah, that person doesn't care. Like, why? Do, I, I just think I care for the wrong reasons. So I'm just going to cut it. So you it. cared f- to, to be impressive or something? Uh, initially, buying expensive stuff was me, like, because th- I never thought I'd ever make any amount of money in my life. Uh-huh. So it was like, and I did it kind of young. And at least for me, I f- it felt kind of young. And, you know, people were still like, you know, when you're young, you get treated like you're kind of a dirtbag. Uh-huh. So for me, it, it was sort of funny and a little bit of a fuck you to still look like a like a, a, a dirt bag in his early 20s and have like a Rolex. Like that was like a funny contrast to me. <laughs> right, yeah. It was like, yeah, I, I'm wearing it. I'm in the skate, you know, skate clothes and, and a dirty t-shirt or whatever, but like I also have this fancy thing right. that like usually people that are more successful have. And so it made, it, I thought it was funny to make people like, huh, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, fuck you, man. But it's like, I, that's dumb. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to do that anymore. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at anybody anymore. I'm not trying like I'm not I'm not trying to fight back against them. I'm at the age where I am the man as opposed to trying to like fight the man. Right. Like I'm older. I'm not trying to like prove anything anymore. At least not with like that shit. It that's and and if someone liked me for that reason, I think they were dumb. You know what I want to get into? And it's almost like I by the way, I feel you getting into watches. <laughs> oh no, I've always I've always liked them. Like I, think I can great. you are in the beginning stage of like which one of these is good? I'm way too f- No, that's just You said ju- starter watch today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I'm like, well, if I'm gonna get one, that's a good starter watch. Don't do it. Um I'm way too like I'm interested because it's like I'm I like when something is like well made, well yeah. done. And it, you your curiosity is like peak when something that is 50 years old costs 2500 3000 dollars so in and, that sense i was and still works really well but i'm nowhere near being able to be like oh i'm going to start getting 2000 dollar watches so i'm not even i can't even that's like you saying oh yeah go get a watch and then go buy a house real fast and then yeah. a ferrari it's like that's not it's in another planet 2000 isn't enough that shit is yeah <laughs> 2000 is crazy um, watch collectors spend a kind of money that is cartoonish. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, that here's the thing: serious watch collectors don't buy from that guy. He doesn't have anything expensive enough. He doesn't have a watch that costs more than four grand. Which that's not watch collecting. That's just like I need a nice watch that'll last me forever. That's not collecting. If you're coll- if you're a watch collector, you don't. There's nothing interesting under ten thousand dollars. Uh-huh. Really isn't. For the most, I mean, I guess maybe a Speedmaster, but there's tons of those. They're not hard to find. Yeah. So, but like, you're getting right back into the watch talk. Yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> but yeah, there's nothing interesting to buy. There's nothing from an interesting horological perspective that's under ten thousand bucks. What did you just say? Hor- horology is the the watch. It is the watchology. Lo- I call it watchology. Uh, horology. I mean, you got to spend a lot of money to horology. get interesting shit. I'd say the cheapest interesting that that's like a Rolex that's weird and kind of interesting. It's called the Red Mariner. It's a Submariner, but for like a year or two. They printed the sub. They printed the word Submariner in red, uh-huh. and then they just fucking stopped for no fucking reason. Just to- and so there's like two years worth of them, and they're they're rarer and more expensive, and they're cool as shit looking. Of course, <laughs> and yeah. they just say it in red. Yeah. And there's also, but those start at about ten I, grand. I never see any under nine, and now Fuck. they're now they're at like eleven. Fucking insane. The next step is the double red sea dweller. Which the what? The, when the sea dweller. Double red? Double red. The sea dweller was a prototype. So when it first came out, it was basically a submariner with a thicker case. So it said submariner and sea dweller on the same dial. Both were in red. Yeah. Those start at $25,000. 20 That's it. You can get a car. Yeah. A, a brand car. new, decent car. A decent car. For $25,000. But it won't appreciate, whereas the double red sea dweller will co- in six years will cost $30,000. That is... But also the problem, you don't know, a lot of guys will buy an old fucking sub and Here we go. You're wipe the <laughs> dial and print Sea Dweller on it and say they're fakes. Right, yeah. And they also came in white. Like there's a pro- the problem with the the red sub is some guys will print red over the white. And so you can't tell if they're real. So even if I had the money and bought one, I would stare at that thing at night and wonder. Yeah, forever. <laughs> and the only pl- way to know if you have the real thing is if you get the box and the papers. If there's a box and right. papers red Submariner, then that thing's sad. 15 Then you're going to look at it and jerk off to it. If the papers and the box are real. <laughs> yeah, you will. You'll, you'll it's, masturbate that's the thing. to your own. You collecting stuff to that degree you you're going at least more than once every real collector has this moment where they get punished and they get they get caught in a fake right this one dude I, this is a, a watch dealer named craig evan small and he told me a guy came in and had three uh rolexes that he was looking to sell one of them was what's known as a paul newman daytona which is kind of the most desirable rolex because paul newman used to wear it uh-huh it's they're like 60 grand Wow. And the thing is, it's all about the only thing that matters is the dial. Well, this guy came in and Craig, he's like, I, I had to tell the guy the dial was fake. Oh, my God. And you're talking about. Did he g- pay for it? He paid. No, he he was coming in to sell it. Oh. And he had paid like 50 for it. He wanted $50, to sell $50,000. He wanted to sell it for like 55. And he's like, Yeah, I had. I looked at the guy. I was like, Look, man, this dial isn't real. And the look on the guy's face was like, Oh, fuck. I just threw $50,000 down a toilet. There was an episode of uh, Pawn Stars where a guy came in and he had bought one of Bernie Madoff's Rolexes at the auction, the Bernie Madoff auction. Yeah. He'd brought like what I think was a, a Rolex data compacts, like chronograph, but the dial had been redone. It uh-huh. had been touched up. A lot of times these dials got so old that they would give them to someone and refinish them. Uh-huh. And that makes the value go in the toilet. So this really? guy had paid 35 grand for it. He wanted to sell it for like 40. And the guy was like, I'll give you 17. Jesus. Yeah. It's so, then that's the thing. You kind of get what you deserve <laughs> for caring about for, this shit that doesn't matter. Yeah, for being that. You know, here's what I want to get into. And I realized as I went a couple of years ago, I went to the LA County Fair and there was a thing there. There was like a blacksmith 
exhibit, right? Oh, Where you cool. can watch this dude make horseshoes. Yeah, make horseshoes and just make like whatever. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this piece of iron. Yeah, make a thing and turn it into like you know what's gonna eventually be a fence or some shit. So you watch this guy like heat up this metal and pound away with a fucking hammer or whatever it is, with two different kinds of you know ends and. And uh, and then he kind of shaped this like uh, he he was making like leaves and flowers that you can make you know whatever designs yeah and so that was his exhibit just to like get people interested because no one wants wants to watch a fucking fence get built so he's like yeah you can make butterflies or a leaf or you know and so we're sitting there watching this and he you know puts it in like a thing of water and cools it off and kind of showing you the step by step process and then I'm like dude how long have you been doing this oh this long I teach a course and I'm like. A blacksmith course, you say? <laughs> you don't say. Um, so, but the problem is, it's like way down in Orange County. But you can go learn how to fucking work with metal. You can be a blacksmith. But then, then you know what? You, then you know what you're doing. You're buying a leather apron. You're buying some weird fucking kiln. <laughs> like that's the thing. All this stuff that sounds cool is or, a lifestyle decision. Or what? Uh, like a woodworking class? Yeah. You can like uh, make a fucking table or a shelf. I've almost started to get into ceramics a lot, mm-hmm. but then I know it ends with me building a goddamn kiln in my backyard. But here's the difference: is that in the same way? Okay, let me compare it to this. So you want to start cooking, right? Yeah. So that, I think, is more productive and beneficial to your life than, like, getting into good, good restaurants. Being right. the guy that knows where all the cool restaurants are, right. you learn how to cook instead. Yeah. So instead of getting into cool vintage furniture, why not, like, take classes to learn how to make it or something like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? That could be but as far you, as a short-term obsession. But also then you got to buy the tools. The tools require... My grandfather made furniture. He had all the tools in his But what's garage. wrong with knowing, like, owning tools and knowing how to do that? Because say you, get, you, you buy a house one day, you now know how to, like, do around-the-house repairs as yeah. opposed to, like, I totally know where to go buy furniture. I'm the guy. At the same time like that, okay, so you're doing the repairs in your own house? Not, like, everything, but, you know, smaller stuff. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a house where that my dad knew all, all that stuff. For Where anything repairs. that was broken, he's like, anything that was broken, he would he would fix it. Yeah, it, the there is, and I you know I'm I'm not trying to push gender roles, but a man should know how to do <laughs> stuff. I helped right. I helped someone. I helped. I was at a girl's house and I built a thing, like put a thing in her closet, mm-hmm. and I was ha- I was glad I could do it. I was like, this is a thing I should do. Uh-huh. It was like, no, I can build this. You should. It's like I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just a thing. People. It's not like I'm good at being loving, so it's like build the fucking <laughs> right. build the closet thing. <laughs> yeah, show your love with this bookshelf. Well, yeah, in a weird way, that's absolutely right. Mm. It's like my, my men aren't necessarily good at expressing things, but it's like I spent thirty hours making you this small table. Yeah, like I once a few years ago, I do that with drawings. I do that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. like I I would you could easily say if I want to like express. A, a level of like hey I, you're important or i want to give you something that feels significant i make a drawing for someone because it's like this took time i did it myself i clearly tried hard because they come out amazing and like you know it's it's like look i, I made th- i made this for you and it and it looks like it took some time yeah. I, I spent time doing something for you I think that stuff's and but that's I think cooking's that thing too. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's that dumb saying the way to a man's heart. It's like because because you know someone 
spent time and they made something for you that they don't the food's gone after you fucking ate it right and they, all they're gonna get is a thank you from you it's like you fed i say when someone's brought me food or made me food it's like you nice motherfucker uh-huh like that was so nice of you yeah like i remember that shit i remember any time any i remember every single time a girl's cooked for me i remember every single time a girl's brought me food like, I remember every single time, because it's like, that's not any, every girl I've ever dated is like, you eat shitty, you don't eat enough, why yeah, do you forget? Yeah. So that's just like, oh, you I'm care. Make you this now. Yeah, yeah, you care. It makes yeah. me think you care. And anything, it's hard, I guess, as a dude, if you don't cook or whatever, it's hard to find things like that. But like, yeah, like if you can make stuff, let me come over and fix that for you. Yeah. You know, do a thing that you don't know how to do. It's just like doing a thing someone doesn't know how to do. I think that stuff's important, and because it just it, it 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 shows someone you care enough about them to like, or you care enough about a thing to like know how to like actually how to do it instead of just being like a voyeur. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I got I felt no more. I mean, I got so much satisfaction out of like building a bike than just like getting sure. into them and like liking them and knowing which brands were good well i remember when you built a bike i was like that seems cool yeah we all wanted bikes for a minute when that thing happened i went to a fucking the bike kitchen the yeah. bicycle kitchen and just built a bicycle i got all greasy and fucking dirt it was in a garage just like wrenching on a bike and putting yeah. it together and like was that saying the th- the things we achieve uh easily we esteem too lightly if you don't have to work for something, yeah, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's the reason I don't like fucking computer art or some shit. Uh-huh. It's like I don't. I want to look. I want to look at a thing and be like that dude spent forever. Mm-hmm. It's I want to see your hand in making it. Yeah, that's a, the things that are made by hand still matter. They just do. And I wonder too if like you get maybe some of the people that are really really obsessed with these like going to these swap meets and seeing all these things and getting into furniture and clothes and all stuff. Maybe some of them have a background in that. I would, I you know what I mean? For sure they do. Which I, I would, I would understand their obsession more of like, this guy is a woodworker and he owns a shop and all this well, stuff. Well, a lot and, of that stuff, the way, if you're doing that stuff now, a lot of that old furniture is literally shit you can learn from. Right. Where you take, those people probably take it apart. And they're like, oh shit, this is how they used to attach this stuff. Uh-huh. And they, the stuff was just made better back then. Uh-huh. And so like, you know, it's, you learn, you literally buy that stuff. It's the same way designers go buy old clothing to learn how to cut them, to learn how to, what the seams were like, what the stitching was like. It's the exact same thing. Right. I mean, watchmakers take apart old watches. You know, it's the same as, it's the same as artists looking at old master drawings. You, you, for some reason before technology, handmade things were made better because they just were so you go back and you see how the people made it then if you want to know how to do something correctly right now, old furniture is st- it's, it's a reason you can still buy it because it was made really well it holds up still new furniture does not nothing you buy at ikea tomorrow is going to last very long it just slowly oh, yeah. breaks and it doesn't look good no it doesn't like i remember i wanted a stool a few years ago and I was like, I'm not going to motherfucking Ikea again. No, I'm I not fucked. letting them. I bought a drafting stool for my table. I fucked around and looked for two weeks. Uh-huh. And there was a million, and it was fucking fun as hell. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm going to buy a real one. And it was, it was 40 bucks. But still, I could look and go to all these places, and I, finally, and I found one. It's like, there's plenty of stuff that was made correctly that you can go look for. You just have to be And that's how, go. like, I got into yard sales and garage sales way more because of my resistance to like just giving in to like ikea is the closest easiest 
They have a lot of shit. It's really cheap. I'm like, you know what? But yard sales are cheap too. They can be cheap and I can get something more interesting and unique. So I went to a yard sale. I went to a few that day and I found a stool. It was in pretty shitty condition, but the upholstery on the top was fine. So I got it. I took it home. I went to Home Depot. I got sandpaper and I got a small thing of paint. And I'm like, I'm going to sand this whole thing down and then paint it to look exactly how I want. Right. Because fuck you, Ikea. Yeah. And then it worked and it felt great. Yeah. And I was like, this is the way I want I want to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's... I also feel like a lot of the stuff going and buying old things is just people that are tired of being marketed to. Yeah. Because you don't... Honestly, like, I want to buy new bedding, okay? And, like, pillows. Right. And when you want to buy new stuff, what you realize is you figure out your price range, and within that price range, your, your choices start to get smaller and smaller. Mm. And you realize, you're like, well, there's fucking two places for me to go. <laughs> yeah. I can go to West Elm. I can go to this other place. Okay, they don't have a store, so I'm ordering online. I don't like. You yeah. realize you don't actually have as much choice as you think once you realize how much you want to spend. Uh-huh. And I think going to flea markets and things like that is you're like, don't tell me. A, you don't know what's going to be there, so you're you're kind of going in hopes that you'll find something fun like that you weren't expecting. And it's like you're not being told you're not going to have one that everyone else has. And it wasn't sold to you. It wasn't forced down your throat in the catalog. Yeah. It wasn't... You, you didn't see it in a commercial. You didn't see it in a billboard. Yeah, you felt like you discovered it. Yeah, and it's that like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm... You got t- the price you were comfortable with. I'm tired right? of having shit sold to me. Uh-huh. I'm tired of being at the commercials that sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Just Those a quick great. hypocrisy check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think people in general... It's the same way with movies. Like, I don't normally see blockbusters because you can feel the marketing. Yeah, I would love to be in a blockbuster. Of course, quick hypocrisy check. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, you get you're like, I get. Let me pick my own thing. Let me like decide what I want, as opposed to like, okay, stop, leave me alone. I don't don't tell me what my loft should look like. Don't tell me what my home should look like. Yeah. Don't tell me what watch I should. Don't tell buy. me I should have a loft. Or don't tell yeah. me I should have a this. Right. Yeah. Don't tell me the thing. Like, let me look into it. Let me pick what I want. In a smaller while I way, though, we are. I mean that that side of. It is being marketed to us too. Totally, you know what I mean. The whole like, hey, it's just in a different way, vintage, I guess. But yeah, a much it's smaller, mar- less. It's being marketed. I mean, I I find I tend to like find the things I decide I want to buy on like people's tumblers. Yeah, where it's the just fact a that bunch an old of pictures. Soundgarden shirt can be one hundred fifty dollars means that we're being fucked with. Still. That's a pretty. That to me sounds dumb. Yeah, 100. but at the same time, the first the reason I wanted the first kind of watch i wanted was it was the kind robert redford wore in all the president's men right which i saw a cool picture on a tumblr uh-huh. of him in that movie and i really liked that movie and yeah. i was like well that's the one i got that's get. the watch i need i can't live with that same thing like i need to watch the astronauts war why yeah. do i care about the space program no so i don't we, give a shit so we essentially went to a swap meet and realized like we're not really too into this anymore. No, and I'm that to me. I'm sort of proud of us. Although, what did you buy? Tell the truth. I bought a. Uh, I totally forgot. See, it's like how bad did I want it? I forgot I got it already. Yeah, it's been hours, <laughs> and we've been talking. About- I didn't buy anything, which, just so you know, is shocking. I but didn't you buy always anything. Get something. I can't not buy anything. See, most of the time I don't get anything. I usually just go and, and look. Dude, my friend busted me so hard once. He was like, God, you buy books you don't give a shit about all the time. That's hilarious. So what did I get? I got a... Uh, <laughs> um, I walked by this table and it was all like uh, die cast toys of whatever Nerd. kind. So Nerd. The, oh, yeah. Nerd. 
Uh, you just, this is your favorite part because you just get to call me a nerd, nerd. Over and over again. Nerd. So this is company, uh, Liberty Classics by Speccast, I guess. And they made limited edition collectibles, limited edition diecast metal piggy bank with pad printed graphics. <laughs> That's what I got. Uh, and they had a bunch of different kinds. And I already forgot which kinds I got. Um, hold on. Let me open these. Um, one of them is... So I, I essentially got a blimp, right? Like a yeah, you got a Zeppelin. A Zeppelin. Um, is, it, is it a Zeppelin or a blimp? I think there's a difference, and I can't remember what the difference is. I think there was uh, like the only the one Zeppelin. It's billed, it's billed as a blimp. Okay. Zeppelins were... They have wheels they on them. ran differently. They were run on something. I can't remember. Um, so I got a Lifesavers one. Oh, cool. This is oh, actually cool. pretty cool, right? I'm into that. Yeah. So it's a Lifesavers blimp piggy bank. Um, for those of you who haven't shut off the podcast and are still listening <laughs> after I just said that, that I got a Lifesavers blimp. I also got a plane um, that is a uh, collector series, everybody. It says it on the box, so it's true. It's a Wrigley's, <laughs> a Wrigley's Spearmint Gum Vintage Airplane Piggy Bank. 132 scale. Um, it's can't, fucking cool I as shit. And I believe you get laid. And constantly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and what was the third? I got a third one. I got a, the same kind of blimp thing, a replica bank, but of the fucking Hot Wheels. Oh, that's Because that cool. just straight up reminds me of my childhood. That's that cool. Hot Wheels logo, I was like, this is the coolest. They're in perfect condition. The guy said that his uncle, uh, to who knows how true it is. <laughs> uh, that's my, where I got my example right. earlier. I was like, my uncle sold this stuff. Because I'm like, you know, why do you have so many piggy banks? Like, who the f- Like, clearly, you could tell this guy wasn't into it. And he goes... Well, my uncle did, and I didn't, you know, maybe his uncle, like, gave him, gave him to him or passed away or whatever. So he was clearly selling a relative's shit. So right. it was two tables worth of piggy banks. His uncle was just into collecting piggy banks. Maybe his uncle had a toy store. Yeah, that could have been it, too. Maybe it shut down, and then I was going to... Because also, who has a piggy bank anymore? Like, who the fuck has change for any reason? I hate change. Um, I hate it. So I think it's kind of cool that this is now something that... Piggy banks aren't going to last... They're not going to get made after... It costs six cents to make a nickel. Costs right. more than a penny to make a penny. We right. are reaching the end of that. Yeah. It may not be soon. We might as well save the metal. Oh, yeah. metals are... For drones. Are used. We need them for uh, bombs. Yeah, we need it for the drones so they can yeah. kill the people that have our oil. Yeah. Um, and uh, my, like my relatives. <laughs> and... Um, so, yeah, I got each one... Let's say that the two... The two blimps were twenty apiece, and the Wrigley's airplane was fifteen, so that's fifty-five. I talked the guy down to forty for the three. Okay, that's good. Because I was like, "Look, if I buy a couple of these, are you going to hook me up here?" Because right. I don't think each one is worth what it's what it costs. He's like, "Yeah, yeah," because I'm like, I didn't. No one else was there, just me. It's not like there was a line. People weren't. End of the day, selling piggy banks. You're not, no one's going to come in and make a run. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he hooked me up. And a lot of these guys, by the way, if you if you are interested in going to flea markets, which are fun, now Kevin and I have been kind of getting like, well, we're over it, but they honestly are fun to go to if you never do. I I to be fair didn't have you got to go with something in mind you're looking for, and I didn't have that. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Too, like though. if I there was lots of stuff I probably would have bought, but I didn't have a mission. 
Yeah, if you have one thing that kind of helps push you through the day, you're yeah. like, I'm looking for this I table. Want, I want cool, vintage, black rock t-shirts. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Or like, I'm looking for, I want like old coasters. Like, you know, the thing is they had tons of like plates. Like if I wanted to get plates or like mm-hmm. glasses or stuff, you could have done that. Like, that's what I think most people do. They're like, we need a chair. We, like, I've gone to that flea market, been like, I need a small chair. Yeah. Dining, yeah. Dining room stuff, like like plate sets and glasses. You can yeah. get a lot of that. You and a lot go of it's with like a mission. weird, interesting. And a lot of that stuff can be very, very cheap, too. So oh, yeah. Like a set of four glasses for like five bucks. That's what I think the Rose Bowl is great for is furniture. Yeah. Furniture is good. Some of it's crazy overpriced. But you get some guys that are like, that make it themselves. It's not even vintage. It's yeah. like, I own a shop. And you, they make these incredible tables and dining yeah, room Yeah, if you're lo- like small coffee tables and stuff like that, it's, it's great for that. Yeah. Because they make them. But that stuff can be really, Then you really, buy really it and tell girls you made it. Exactly. You lie to them. You lie to them. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I felt good about buying these things. Cool. Because you know what? They'll just they'll look cool on a bookshelf. Yep. And you, know, you see them and you go, where the fuck did you get that? Someone recently was in my house and said, you have cool stuff. And I felt, pri- I felt like, well, maybe I didn't waste this life. Yeah. So you get little like, yeah, you get those moments where people are like, oh, you, you're into interesting shit. Because yeah. you go to some people's places and they have nothing on the walls. There's no books on the shelf or a bookshelf at all. They just don't I have don't interests. go to other people's places that often, so I don't understand if my place is interesting looking or not. Mm-hmm. But it seems like people will look around when they're here. Yeah, I mean, there's, you have art on the walls. You got a cool looking bookshelf, like the way it's built into the wall, and then right. it's got a bunch of art art books and all this stuff, and the, it's designed well. Like you can walk into someone's place and go, "Oh, they have they're interested in interesting stuff. They have a good like good eye for stuff. They have good taste." And that comes with being obsessed with like, why do I think yeah, you die do cast? To, you do metal- have to care a little. Yeah, you do. Basically, what you're saying is my taste has a good body. Your taste has a good body. <laughs> is that a lifesavers thing? I don't know. Uh, um, My aesthetic taste has a good body, good shape. Yeah, that stuff helps. But yeah, getting I guess getting too into it's the problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that going to these things is like, it's interesting to spend like an, a morning or an afternoon like, just hitting up, like, find four or five yard sales or garage sales. Yeah. And go. You, It's fun to people watch. You hear interesting conversations. And you see you see cool shit that you're not going to see if you go to the fucking Grove or hey, whatever hey, hey, mall. Hey, 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 hey. Easy. I'm going there tomorrow. Uh, no, I was there two days ago. <laughs> Actually, yesterday. I was there yesterday. And <laughs> the last Friday before that. Right. I'm there about once every two weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know why either. <laughs> oh no! The last time yesterday is because I went to the Nike store to find uh, Ooh, the blood of pit bulls. Oh, that's right. Uh, I went to the great, 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 greatest <sighs> athletic store in the world, Nike. On, you don't even like it. That I went much. to buy a jacket made out of pit bull skin, dude. Um, <laughs> it wasn't made out of pit bull skin. It was a Chinese eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, I mean, come um, on, guys. Buy an yeah. ASIC. I don't know. I don't, even I don't know if they really have better practices. Any of their practices? Because they've they won. Made... They've won. They did. But I, mean, I need to. I need to wear workout gear. Yeah, but Adidas makes workout gear. Adidas is that? Where do they make their shit? Um, Probably next it... door to the Chinese fucking Nike plant. But they don't sponsor Adele. The president of Adidas and Nikes, they probably share a private jet yeah, they fly to, to fucking China. They fly to Bangladesh. Yeah. I looked it up. I looked up like ethical companies. 
Nike was the worst. Adidas wasn't great. It was like in the middle. None of them are good. Yeah. There's no one. If there's no such thing as good, unless if, they're made in America. Even that's not there's smaller that's operations. Not, yeah. They're probably abusing less yeah. land, less people. There's just nothing good. It's nothing good. It's all bad because Which, of uh, because so, they only care about the bottom line. Yeah. So that's if you go to flea markets and buy stuff, you're sort of I don't know what you're doing, but you're not helping. I don't know what you're doing. Thing is, if you bought more, if more people bought Chinese goods, their quality of living would go up, and then it wouldn't be as bad. Right. It's hard. It's hard. The whole thing's hard. And also, you and I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, there's also that. We're not uh, experts. Uh, Welcome to Occasionally Uninformed. (laughs) Welcome to Often Uninformed. (laughs) It's Occasionally Awesome and Often Uninformed. Um, We've been blabbing about flea markets and, and, and all that shit for an hour and a half now. Oh boy! But we actually, I think, learned things about ourselves and each other. To be honest, in this I'm gonna episode. sell almost all my watches. Are you for real gonna do that? Yeah. W- which one can I afford? You think? None of Probably them. none of them. All right. So never mind on that. You can afford one that I'm not gonna sell. I will trade you a Hot Wheels blimp <laughs> <laughs> and also two thousand dollars. No, I don't even know how much they're worth, but it's probably way more than I can afford. Dean Del Rey will help me sell these watches. It'll be fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bro, I know a guy. I'm going to take some of the money and buy um, cooking supplies and maybe a class. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You're transferring one into And then the other. I'm not, I think the next, if I ever want to buy another like cool, fancy, expensive watch, it'll be like at a, a moment when maybe I've achieved something. That'll be the thing. Right, yeah. When I can be like, you did this. You made, you did this. And you want to, want to like, like have a thing to s- signify that moment. That'll be cool. Yeah, that's a that's a good reason to get like a nice watch. I like think that. that's what most people do. I never did that. That's that's another reason why I've like had them and traded them is they don't necessarily mean a ton. Uh-huh. They're ones I want at that moment, and then I get sick of them and trade them or sell them. But like I've never done the thing where like I accomplished something and then bought something to celebrate that. I'd like to do that. I think that's the reason to buy a nice thing. I, mean, I think that's cool. Yeah, for yourself. Yeah, that is. yeah. Buy. I know a lot of dudes that buy a Rolex when they turn forty. Like I'm a fucking grown man. I want a I grown man that. watch. Like if you've had a good life by forty. If you're doing pretty good, like this dude, I remember this guy who was a fox executive. He's like, he just had a kid. He's like, I'm a father. I want a grown ass man's watch. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the watch I'll wear for the rest of my life. So he bought a Rolex. Yeah, that I makes g- sense. I kind of get that. That totally makes a sense. lot of a lot. I get hit up a lot of times by like a, a wife, someone's wife, who it's like it's our ten year wedding anniversary. I want to buy another him. great one. I want to yeah. buy him a Rolex. Yeah, and that's just like, hey, we've probably went through there were probably periods that were difficult but like this is something like you want something that says hey this mattered yeah i kind of get that yeah that makes total sense totally engrave the back or something i don't know absolutely so when this podcast you know hits 1600 downloads (laughs) sixteen thousand, getting a rolex (laughs) uh so you're getting one then already Um, yeah i think i'm down with that shit so what like when we when should we revisit this uh this new like deal we've brokered with ourselves that we're going to like do something get into a, get into something get into a hobby <laughs> okay, that actually well, don't benefits us don't pressure me like a woman like every woman I've dated where I'm where I suggest something I want to do and I say I'm going to do this and it's good for me and then they are on my ass right. about it. That's why I said, when are we going to revisit? Not yeah, like, I all right, see, here's see. the deadline, yeah, motherfucker. I don't, want, I don't want a deadline. There's no ultimatums. There's no whatever. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, should we 
in... I think a quarter. I think three months. Okay, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Perfect. So in three months, we'll just see where we're at. Yeah. Because there's no like, you know, mm-hmm. there's no fucking contract we've signed no. to be like, we're going to do this. We just talked about it, and I think we both were like, yeah, we should get into something Also, I think the you. people that listen to our podcast are always rooting for me to have yet peddled out another lie. Right, right, right. Where I say I don't do a thing, and then two weeks later, I start doing it. Right. So that'll be fun. So you're going to cook. So in three months, it may be like, yeah, I haven't cooked a single dish, and I uh-huh. bought seven Rolexes. <laughs> seven new Rolexes. <laughs> I'm selling my home to buy Rolexes. Yeah. Um, Okay, so in three months, you're potentially you're going to be somewhere on your way. In three months, I'd like to be able to cook like five or ten things that I okay. like actually know how to cook. That'd be cool. That's not. That's not going to be hard. I okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have taken some kind of class or know how to do <laughs> some sort of um, get into some sort of trade type thing. As you, seem to just, be, you seem to be into furniture a lot. Not really. See, I don't know too much about it, uh, but I would like, I like the idea of knowing how to build it more than like. You come from a builder. Your dad's sort of a builder. Right. I think that's cool. Nick Offerman, one of the finest woodworkers the world has seen. Nick Offerman makes the most beautiful shit you've ever seen. Wait, who is that? He's from Parks and Rec. Oh, does he really? He is a quite literally a he's he's was known as a fine woodworker. No the way. stuff he makes that's awesome is of a beauty that is staggering. See, I think that he made is a so boat. Cool. He made like a rowboat that's yeah. one of the most beautiful. I consider it a sculpture. It is stunning. I think that shit is so. And cool. the kind of woodworking he's doing is is a kind of difficult that is mind boggling. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. He makes beautiful. That's my rec for this week. Go look up Nick Offerman's woodworking it's craziness i didn't even know we were doing recommendations oh okay i got nothing um his woodworking is staggering okay he makes oars he made a rowboat it's craziness i didn't i didn't i've never really really make a mustache comb which is because i don't think he has time to make stuff much anymore oh yeah but he had full like woodworking workshop in the back of his house wow yeah um yeah, I'm going to so do cool. something like that. I'm going to take like I'm going to either learn how to like make shirts or make something out of wood or take a blacksmith course. Okay, make shirts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um But yeah, you know what? That one is like that's not going to that's not one of those like trades that like when the zombie apocalypse happens, who's going to need a shirt? There's going to be no maker? zombie apocalypse. When the regular apocalypse happens, we're all gonna die, so who cares? What? No, you you know what I mean. Like more of like a uh, after the nuclear meltdown type thing. You where we're roving my, bands of leather clad survivalists. You think my new vegan cooking ability is gonna keep me alive? No, we don't know how to make food. <sighs> so will everyone. We'll just Not be really. living off canned goods. But what what happens when those run out? We eat each other. <laughs> you someone needs to know how to cook human let me tell you something about the apocalypse when the yeah. apocalypse comes i look around and i look at the quality of life that's happening on the planet mm-hmm. i find a tall building and i jump off it oh you're gonna kill yourself yeah oh wow you depending wanna, on what age i am you're 36 no if it i mean the, it's not coming in the next couple years let's say it comes in five years if you'll people be are 41 fucking eating each other and it's that kind of if it's beyond thunderdome no thank you all right. No thanks, bro. No thanks, bro. 
So you're just going to check out. You're done. I'll, I'll give it a go for maybe six months, and I'm like, I'm tired of shitting outdoors. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you could still be living indoors somewhere. Oh, with no heat? Oh, yeah. There'd be definitely no heat. No heat. I mean, just fires. Fires that you build. Want a reek of campfires. Like, how the fuck do you make a fire? I know how to do that. You know what I mean? Like, without a lighter and all that kind of shit? You you people always forget there'd still be tons of shit left over. Oh, of course there will. Yeah, you'll have lighters You're siphoning there. gas out of all the cars. You have yeah. plenty of stuff to light fire. But I'm saying after two three years, yeah, no, it'd be shit. bad. So why? So that's why you need to know how to make wood and like take a blacksmith. How to course. make wood? I think you Not just make need wood. water. Um, <laughs> how to like work with it? Um, how to make a gun? No, uh, <laughs> I'm getting way ahead of myself here. Yeah. But I think something like that would be would be. We just put the apocalypse in flea markets. (laughs) Yeah, we just combined going to a flea market. Well, there's most people that go to flea markets fashion themselves like I'm a survivalist. That's why I'm into these authentically handmade things. Like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah. You're a nerd. You're just a boring weirdo. (laughs) Um. Wow, I didn't think this episode would end like this. (laughs) I really didn't think it would. It would go into like uh, we need to get into more interesting different shit we yeah we basically railed against having too many hobbies by giving ourselves new hobbies i know so stupid and convincing ourselves classic circular thinking yeah like because are these going to be better i think the food thing is the food thing will be yeah the food thing will be yeah we need to stop thinking about jeans i know (laughs) (laughs) literally yesterday i was like these jeans have not started fading yet what I told you the other day the ones I'm wearing right now I've reached the this this stage where they're perfect and I'm afraid to wear them too much. It's fucking crazy that we're thinking like this. I'm afraid of denim. You're you don't want yours to fade anymore. anymore. I'm upset that mine haven't started fading enough yet. See how stupid that is? What? Stupid. Stupid. My father and my grandfather are rolling over wherever their bodies are cremated right now and they're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Their ashes just trembled with shame. Yeah. What is wrong with our thinking? A lot. A lot. A lot. Start, I mean, it's start at the beginning and start trying to fix it, but a lot. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> so in three months, we're going to see where we are. With There's these, a lot wrong with our thinking. With these issues that we have discovered about ourselves. Yeah. In three months, we're going to see where we are with this. Hopefully it's better. Yeah. Um, Literally one person's listening to this at this point where they're like, I don't even know. I stuck through the swap meet stuff. Yeah. Then they lost me at the zombie apocalypse yep. and then the regular apocalypse. Yep. Now there's one guy just going like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm with you. I'm I'm tired of my gene. I can't wait for too. one email. Like, and I learned to make soup. Is Dean Del Rey. He's, the, he's the one listening to this. No, he's not because he's on a fucking denim blog right now <laughs> is what he's doing. All right. Um, let us know what you think of this plan. If you guys want. Rolls Bowl uh, Flea Market, always fun. They got It was too cold for lemon slushies, but they got lemon slushies usually. Yeah, way churros. too expensive bottled water. So bring, you can do that. Bring, you can bring your own like coffee, bottled water, whatever you yeah. want. Bring that shit because they charge way too much for it. But get, if you're not as obsessive as we are with this stuff, go to these things because they're fun. They're interesting. It's a great way to spend a Sunday morning. You know what I mean? Instead of going to a fucking movie or the mall. Go to a flea market, a swap meet, a uh, yard sale, garage sale. Um, and they're really interesting, and you might find yourself getting into like some hobby to some degree. Don't go as far as we are, because listen to how we've sounded and for the last. Certainly, don't 40 go farther. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
And let us know what you think of this, these plans that we have for ourselves, these bettering our life, lives with more interesting, productive hobbies. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whatever, if you have a cool hobby or something, um, let me know, and I'll decide on whether it's <laughs> interesting enough to respond to, and then we can talk about it. You just opened up a Pandora's box. <laughs> if you think you have a cool hobby, tell yeah. me. Oh, boy. It better not be some nerdy, weird thing. If you tell me about collecting Look coins, at this box of toenail clippings. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. I collect hair from barber shops. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you.